Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tanell, for today, February 25th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties trying to get our guests on tonight, but just hold tight. Just want to remind everyone that if you have a comment or a question, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back. Again, just wanted guys to know that we're having some technical difficulties getting our guests on the line, but again, hold tight. I'm going to now turn it over to Denise so she can greet you guys as well. 
You are you there, Denise? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, thank you guys again for joining us tonight here on Beauty Talk. While Janice is um, trying to work out getting our guests on, I'll just uh, give you a little bit of beauty news. But first, we just want to say thank you to everyone who um, have listened to us in the past week or so. And thank you guys for um, just continuing continuing to um, be with us as we try to navigate through uh <laughs> working and doing this show as well. So we appreciate you all for um, hanging in here with us. I just wanted to give you all just the um, makeup winners for um, the Makeup Artists and Hairstylists Guild Award uh, nominees for um, last week's um, award show. Um, the makeup category winners for feature length motion picture, um, best contemporary makeup was for Saltburn, uh, Sean Miller and Laura Allen. Best period and or character makeup, Maestro, uh, Sean Grigg, Jackie Risotto, Elise Tallarico, uh, Nikki Patterson um, Elam. Best special, best special makeup effects for Maestro, again, uh, Kazuhiro, uh, Sean Grigg, Duncan Jarman, and Mike McKesh. Um, for television series, limited miniseries or movies for television, best contemporary makeup went to The Idol. Kirsten Sage Coleman, Mandy Artisato, Jesse Bishop, and Aaron Blinn. Uh, best period and or character makeup, The Crown, Kate Hall, uh, Emily Young Mills, Debbie Orm- Ormrod, and Stacey Holman. Best special makeup effects, um, Barry Gower, Paul Spateri, Sarah Gower, and Paula Eden. Uh, television for special um, one hour or more live program series, best contemporary makeup went to Dancing with the Stars, uh, Julie Sokash, Donna Bard, Lois Harriman, and Sarah Wolf. Best period and her character makeup, Saturday Night Live, again, of course, uh, Louis Zakari and Amy Tagliamonte, Jason Milani, and Joanna Pisani. Uh, best special makeup effects went to Saturday Night Live, Louis Zakarian, Jason Milani, um, Brayden Greta, and uh, Tom Deneer Jr. For daytime television, game show, or talk show, best makeup went to the Boulay Brothers, Dragula, Swathula um, Boulay, and Dragonwater uh, Boulay. For children and teen television programming, best makeup went to American Born Chinese, uh, Georgie Linda Douglas, Mara Rouse, Nicole Hawkyard, and Rallis Khan. For commercials and music videos, best uh, makeup went to America, uh, American Horror Story, um, Delicate, for uh, Carrie Ann Herta, Jason Collins, Alyssa Morgan, and Orlando Marin. And last but not least, for theatrical productions, live stage, best makeup went to Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical, um, Robin Marie Reddy, Chloe Neal Acerol, uh, Ashley Roller, and Angelina Avalon. So congratulations, um, to those makeup winners. Also, um, one other one other award that was um, given out that week, uh, makeup artist Kevin Haney received the Lifetime Achievement Award for makeup um, that was presented to him by Martin Short. Um, so congratulations to Kevin Haney. And then Michael Westmore was also honored 
with the esteemed Vanguard Award uh, presented to him by uh, Terry Farrell, Armin Shimmerin, and Dolph Lundgren. Nice. I'm going to try um, getting our guests on the line. Our technical difficulties have made it <laughs> very challenging tonight, but I'm going to try to uh, get them on the line a different way. So if you guys can just hold tight, let's try this. Um, Tonight, we are speaking with Arlene Martin and Tamika Sauver, and I'm trying to get them on the line tonight, um, and let's try it. Here we go. Try to call Arlene. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Seven, seven, mm-hmm. zero, eight. All right. All right. Let Arlene know it went to voicemail. Let me try calling Tamika. Maybe the, hopefully this is not part of our the technical difficulties because you're having problems calling in. So I hope I'm not having problems calling out. It seems as if her call went through. I just don't hear her. Tamika, can you hear us? Oh, it's dropped. Okay, she was only able to hear herself. All right, we're going to try this one more time, and then... Hello. Hi, Tamika. Hi. How are you? Can you hold tight for me one second? I'm gonna try to get Arlene on the phone. All right, hold on. I'm gonna put you on mute. Hold on. Okay. All right, let's see if we can get Arlene here. All right, try her again. Hello? Hi, Arlene. Hold hold tight. Yes, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Uh Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me bring Tamika back on the call, okay? Okay. Okay, ladies. I apologize. I don't know what's going on, but thank you guys for hanging in there. (laughs) No problem. I'm glad to have you both on the line with us tonight. So we're not going to hold up anybody tonight. We're just going to jump right into the conversation uh, we are, and tell me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Tamika. Is it Tamika Sarver? Sarver, mm-hmm. 
Sauber. Okay, and Arlene Martin, we have these two beautiful young ladies on the line with us. They are hairstylists for film and television. They're also business owners. And we wanted tonight to, um, first of all, give you guys an opportunity to um, talk about your product lines. You know, this is Black History Month, and we want to feature black um, business owners, black female business owners, but also we want to know a little bit about your journey as a hairstylist. Um, So either one of you can start first, but we want you both to introduce yourselves to our audience and tell us a little bit about how you got started as a hairstylist, and kind of bring us up to speed um, as where you are today. Arlene, you want to start? Yes, I guess so. Um, <laughs> my name is Arlene Martin. Um, I've been doing hair for over 25 years. I started in high school. Um, I felt like um, the bug of doing hair and just being a hair artist bit me then, but I had I had already, you know, had an artistic talent of doing hair and um, playing different instruments, and all of the arts um, was connected to me um, in some shape, form, or fashion. I was always into artistic things, drawing, painting, and stuff like that. So to me, hair was just another extension of art to me. Um, so, yeah, the bug bit me in high school, and it just, it just I never stopped from there. Um, for me, it's like, I was born to do it. I felt like um, it was my purpose and my calling um, to be an artist um, doing hair, and I feel like um, there's other things that was birthed through that gifted that gifted talent that God gave me, and um, which is you know motivational speaking, helping others to come up in the industry, but most importantly, lifting up others and and um, and just letting them know that they can make it too. Tamika. My name is Tamika Sarver. Um, I am a third-generation hairstylist, um, so I followed in the footsteps of my family's trade. My grandmother was a hairstylist. Um, she got her um, hairstylist license in the 70s, and my mother um, is a retired hairstylist as well. My Grandmother went on to retire in nursing, but she held both licenses. I took vocational as a – I took cosmetology as a vocational in high school. So just like Arlene, I, I started really young, like in middle school. I was always – we always would call it a shop baby. I, I was raised in a salon. Um, <laughs> all of my Saturdays that I can remember growing up was always in the salon, like helping my mom out, starting from sweeping to – you know, getting the customers like drinks, and from that she started letting me like take rollers out, and then you know she started letting me shampoo. So uh, this was in my early, early, you know, even before I was a teenager. Um, so it's definitely you know um, in my blood. Um, I am the owner of um, a brand that is. Over 20 years now, um, South Asamika, and I um, um, have been a salon owner since I was 19. Um, also, um, this is my um, product line, Pure Moisture Hair, um, which we had our first um, 
photo shoot today, and it was really successful, so I'm really, really happy about that. Um, and um, I, I think what has kept me going in the industry is um, just, just as Arlene uh, spoke about, just being able to give what I've gotten from my grandmother and my mother to, you know, uh, others. And I failed to mention that my daughter is um, a licensed hairstylist. She followed in the footsteps, so we have four generations now. And she also does makeup. Um, She trained under me. And um, so just to be able to, like, give my knowledge and, you know, all the things I've learned over the years in the beauty industry to others and to be able to share that um, I'm also a licensed um, instructor in barbering and cosmetology. I've been holding that license for over, yeah, I've been holding that license for over 15 years now. uh, Even though I didn't go with the path of teaching, you know, it was still something that was near and dear to me and I, you know, wanted to, um, extend my my education, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to teach three licenses in um, in the beauty industry. I'm a licensed barber, um, a master barber, a licensed master cosmetologist, and a um, licensed instructor. So I, you know, always love to watch my mom and learn things from her, but she always encouraged me to do more and to grow and to take what she's taught me and my grandmother taught me and take it, you know, she's like, take it all away, you know, so all, all of all of these footsteps that I'm in is a path that has already been paid for me and I'm just continuing it on and paying it forward with my daughter and, you know, educating, you know, ones on the along the way and all along the journey. Now, you said something that stuck out to me. You know, I'm hearing you talk about all of the licenses that you have. You know, for a few years now, and it's probably been a good 10 years at least, you know, some of the states across the country have been considering taking away licenses. Cosmetologists, um, mm-hmm. nail techs, massage therapists, um, estheticians, barbers, you know, all of these types of people would be affected. How important is it? I mean, I hear you have three. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a license? Like, like, you know, what is a hairstylist without a license? Do you think it's important and necessary to have licenses? And that, this is a question for both of you. Um, well, I... <laughs> To be honest, it's really, I was appalled when I heard about it and heard that a lot of states are, doing, you know, trying to do away uh, with the licensing. Um, I think it's really important, you know, the things that we have to learn to obtain a cosmetology license is right next to nursing, you know, with learning anatomy, physiology, learning certain bones in the face and in hands and knowing um, um, all the things that you need to know with uh, chemicals for relaxing and coloring and 
you know, even as a barber, you know, to be able to put a blade on someone's face, those are things that you have to be well-versed and trained in. If you're going to shave someone, it's like so many shaving steps and a method and a way that you have to learn those, not to cut somebody's throat, you know. Like these are things that I would be very alarmed if I was going to someone and letting them letting them do a hot shave on your face and they're not trained for that, or letting them color your hair or relax your hair and not know the importance of you know the steps and what you should do to do that. Like I I don't even know how they would begin to justify taking the licenses away. So I just recently signed a petition for Georgia in the hopes of that they won't do that, you know. Even mm-hmm. I, I was leery even with the apprenticeship program, but I think if you do do the apprenticeship program under the right, you know, master cosmetologist or master barber that's really going to teach you and, you know, really going to take the time to train you, um, that that should be the the extent of it. I don't think it should go any further than, you know, than having to train under somebody that could, you know, help you with that process. But, yeah, I think it's ridiculous, actually. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Arlene? I mean, I was definitely sick to my stomach when I heard that that was what was going on as far as the licenses being taken away. Um, It just really, really um, discouraged me um, as a cosmetologist being in the industry, um, you know, over 20 years and all of the things that I had to do to get in, you know, to um, this industry as far as school and everything, all of the requirements that we had to pass just to go to state board to pass another exam. So mm-hmm. um, it's just so much um, work. It's so much um energy, education that's required to just be certified and to just be, um, you know, licensed um, to do the things that we do today. And I think that it's just disrespectful. I think it's um, it's insulting for someone who knows nothing about what we do to come in mm-hmm. and tell us or to tell other people that they don't have to have a license to do what we do. I mean, when when we're doing a procedure on a on a client's hair, especially if it's a chemical procedure, the first thing that we're doing is testing. We're testing strands of hair. We're making sure this person is not on crack or you know is not on any type of drugs that's going to do something to them. You know, if we put these chemicals on this person's hair, so it's just it's a so it's so much involved in being mm-hmm. a cosmetologist. Other than someone just thinking, oh, this is this is the beauty school girl, or this is just someone that you know wants to do hair. No, it's not like that. We, like like uh, Tamika said, we are we are very very well skilled, very well educated, and these tests and exams that we're doing and studying for it is medical, it is um, um, sanitation that we're learning about, um, sterilization that we're learning about, making sure that our clients are secure in the chair and that they put their full trust in the person that's doing their hair because they know that this person is licensed, this person is trained, and this person is certified to do my hair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 
<laughs> you on fire there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to get off. But, you know, it, you know I get kind of I get heated because it's like, I, I mean, whoever, whoever even even brought that up, up that. to have the licenses, yeah. yeah, whoever came up with that cannot in their right mind know what a cosmetologist, a barber, because I'm a barber too, I'm a barber as well, I've been cutting hair for years, but they cannot know what a barber or a cosmetologist, they cannot know what they what they do. They cannot know the training because if they did know mm-hmm. that stuff, they would not even come out of their mouth and say, oh, licenses need to be disappeared. They, they would not even say anything like that. Well, you know, uh, I was reading some a few years back, um, I can't remember if it was Arizona or Wisconsin, but one of the senators there said that if they take away the license, then you would have more business owners, and then they feel like because you would have more business owners, that means it would be more money for, for that particular state. And, again, yeah. I still think it's, it's nonsense, but I don't, I don't understand the reasoning. Yeah, well, I've I heard... think No, sir, go ahead, Tamika. I was saying that I heard that as well, um, that the, the city and the state would be able to gain more revenue off of people being able to open up businesses that's unlicensed because they don't they wouldn't have to go through all those processes and requirements because you can't eat as a salon owner you can't even open a salon without having a professional license right like and you can't you you can't get a business license without holding a professional license you have to have your cosmetology license and you have to have a salon license to even open up that category of business to have a business license to to operate and run a business in the state. So I could see them definitely being able to, you know, make money and be lucrative off of people not having to go through those processes. And I, I think they're yeah. trying to encourage people to come out of their kitchens. You know what I mean? People who, who really probably could care less about going into a salon or opening up, you know, any type of real business, I think they're trying to encourage or entice those people to come out of their kitchens. They're trying to get the braiders, um, you know, so that I think they're definitely trying to make more money for the states. That That's first and foremost. Yeah, that's the bottom you know what line. I mean? That's, that's the just the line. bottom line, you know, but, but the they just don't know what they're doing to the consumer when they do that. Because what if what if you had somebody who can who can do great hair, but who's not um, who hasn't been to school or hasn't taken any kind of courses, you know, to get certified and then to get licensed? What if they cannot recognize certain diseases of the scalp or whatever else, and then right. yet the chemicals, you know, on somebody's scalp and hair, you know, that's exactly. that's going to be a disaster in the long run. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And it's scary yeah. too. It's really scary it's very because scary. you have somebody who does not know, who is uneducated in cosmetology, that's a kitchen titian that is putting mm-hmm. chemicals on someone's hair, and it can definitely um, severely burn a client's mm-hmm. hair to where mm-hmm. their hair could come off their head. 
And mm-hmm. then you have a client now walking out of your salon in tears with their hair off their head. Their hair is basically bald either on one side or in different spots of their head. Then you have someone that can go home. It could be a trinkle down effect. It could be a, a trinkle effect to where this person might have came in the salon depressed and needed an uplift, a uplift with the hairstyle. They walk mm-hmm. out almost bald. They can, they can do anything to themselves. They can be depressed or whatever. You just don't know what people are going through in their daily lives. And then you come up with no no education, you know, and, and you're coming and you're doing this person's hair and you're messing up you're messing up their hair. That's just not that's not cool. That's not right. At all. So true. At all. Yeah. So people people are coming in to be uplifted. People are coming in to get a beautiful hairstyle. That's what they're coming to us. They're coming to us so that they can be beautified. They're already beautiful, but we're enhancing their beauty. That's why they're coming to us, so they can look better. Mm-hmm. That's why our expertise, you know, and the expertise doesn't come from just saying, you know what, I think I'm just going to do hair today and go right. and just doing hair. That's, that's not how you gain expertise, you know. Like, I don't think that I'm going to go to someone off the street to, you know, go get a, a um, procedure that a doctor would give. And I think the same thing, you know, should apply to, you know, someone being licensed in hair, you know, that it's, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also dangerous. I'm just going to say that, too, because nowadays yeah. you have people coming in the salon. You know, um, I've, I've had an episode where um, a guy told, this is a barber, a fellow barber told me, he, this, this is a licensed barber. He was licensed. And he told me that um, he cut some guy's hair, and I guess he cut the guy's hair, didn't, didn't cut it the way that the guy wanted him to cut his hair, and the guy uh, went and got him a, his gun. So you, we're talking about somebody that's licensed is saying this. Now, just imagine somebody unlicensed that's saying the, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, you know, that that's a scenario like that happening where you burning somebody's hair off or you cutting somebody, um, like Tamika said, you're cutting somebody with a razor on their face and you done slit something on their face and, you know, mess them up. Just imagine how, you know, how much chaos it, it could cause, you know, just doing different things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Before I jump into um, talking about you all's products, I wanted to um, go back a little bit um, because I heard Tamika say that she owned her first salon at 19. Arlene, I'm not sure if you've owned a salon or not. Um, Yes, I I have. um, It was was much later in life, but, yeah, I, I do. I did. Okay. Um, I want to know a little bit about, because you all both said you started at a very young age in school. Um, I want to know the process of, uh, Tamika, you said 19, so, you know, I want to know a little bit about how you went from just, you know, getting a license and knowing how to do hair to now owning a salon, that whole process. And then also now you work on film and television. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about you all's journeys from, you know, learning to do hair and getting licensed to owning salons to working now in film and television. 
Um, for me, um, as I was saying earlier, the path was a path that was already, you know, paved for me in, in the way of I, I had some, you know, some very great footsteps to follow in. Um, not only, you know, is my mother a hairstylist and my grandmother, but my mom has two sisters as hairstylists. So this is really, truly our family trade. Um, I have cousins that are barbers, you know, so um, this is a very familiar um a very familiar career path for us and in, in my family. So it was it was really a um I guess for me, I I've always had a entrepreneurial spirit, um, even as young. Like I used to be the one taking candy to school and selling it. Like <laughs> my mother would be like, We'll be going to Costco's or Sam's or something like that and I'm like, Well I'm gonna get this pack of whatever it was and break it down and sell it for like 25 cents each at school, you know, so I always had that mentality. So um, opening my first salon was just another, you know, it was a no brainer for me. My mom and my aunt was working in two separate salons that they were booth renting from at the time that I came out of school. And I had worked a little while in um, some places as I was, you know, getting out of school and taking vocational um, I was able to like leave school half of the day. So I was working in places too. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You're paying booth rent. I'm paying booth rent. And our honest paying booth rent. Why don't we just get a place and save money, you know? And I'm like, and we could rent out booths to other people, you know? So this was my mentality at 19. And even though my mom and my aunt, they were like, um, you know, I don't know. You know, they kind of at first had the, the, the mindset of, what if it doesn't work? But I'm like, what if it does work? You know, so I've always been that person, you know, to take chances and take risks, you know. And mm-hmm. um, basically, you know, we started the salon, and the salon stayed open 17 years. Um, I actually left to come to Atlanta, and the salon still was up and running with my mom and aunt, you know, well after me leaving the state and coming to Atlanta. But um, – so the the transition from you know that I knew that when I came to Atlanta I wanted to um, work in TV and film. At the time, it wasn't a really big presence. It was a lot of reality TV then. Um, so I started working in reality TV first. The first show that I worked on was um, Sunday's Best with Kurt Franklin and Mary Mary. Um, mm-hmm. when they would host and go around and try to find the next best gospel singer. So I worked on that show, and from that I worked on um, several seasons of Love and Hip Hop. And all during that time frame, um, I was a salon owner. Um, I've had two salons in Atlanta. Um, so I was a salon owner at the same time, and from that, when the TV and film industry started to like break wide open here, I knew that my pivot was going to be from coming from those reality shows out of that into like TV and film and getting into the union. So that's when I started my path with, you know, figuring out what is it going to take for me to get into the union, which was definitely a process, um, but a well worth process. Um, so 
from that, I pivoted into TV and film, and I recently have closed my salon down um, a year and a half ago, even though I still, I didn't close my salon down, let me rephrase that. I still have a portion of my salon, but I don't have other employees in my salon anymore. Um, It's Mm -hmm. just solely for myself, and I've changed my salon into an event space and photo studio. So um, it it was definitely less to have to manage with working on set and having the hours that we have working on set. It's, you know, really hard to manage a lot of people and to do that at the same time. So I really, you know, I appreciate my journey of being a salon owner and having a salon and being able to, you know, have that camaraderie with other stylists. And I've helped two of my um, stylists from my salon get into the union, you know. So those things I'm very proud of and proud of my past that have gotten me to this stage, you know, in my career. Um, And it definitely has been, you know, in the salon and the salon owner has been very important to my career getting to where it is now. So I would never change that part for anything. But as everything, it has its, you know, expiration. And I have been owning and operating the salon for over 25 years and definitely was ready to retire that jersey of that. Gotcha. And what about you, Arlene? So um, I moved down to Atlanta when I was 19 years old. And when coming to Atlanta, I was a young mother, and so I had my two girls in the car when I moved to Atlanta. Um, my family um, was already here. My dad and my brothers and sisters and things of that nature was here. Um, so I used to come and see them all the time in the summer anyway, growing up. So I just came down here um, to start fresh um, from North Carolina. And it took me some years because I was a young mother, um, you know, and I was too busy taking care of my kids and making sure that they were good, you know. And I had already been doing hair back in North Carolina, but it just was a, it was a adjustment, you know, being a single mom and just trying to get on my feet to do hair and go to school and, you know, go to cosmetology school and all that stuff. So as the kids got older, I finally went to um, cosmetology school, and I was a kitchen titian up in Fieldian. <laughs> but I finally went to cosmetology school and um, and got my license and everything. And then um, I graduated from uh, Paul Mitchell down here in Atlanta and, nice. um, and went on to um, start uh, doing high fashion hair. And I love doing avant-garde. That was the field that I lived in. That was the field that I thrived in. That was the area of art that I was the most passionate about. And so anything avant-garde, out of the box, crazy, things people wouldn't think of, I was doing it, doing all those hairstyles on different models around the United States and across the, across the pond. So I was going to London. I was going here, there, and everywhere just doing hair fashion shows, for magazines, editorials. That's how I started out, was doing editorial work, um, Victoria's Secret models, um, just going around the world just um, doing models. So that's what I started out doing, and it just kind of it kind of excelled from there. After I graduated from cosmetology school, I went into um, barber school, graduated from there, and then went to um, Breakfast. 
And I went to Great Clips and started working there for like eight years, but in between doing, still doing high fashion models and things of that nature. And so um, it just kind of snowballed. I started meeting different people um, in the industry, and they started hiring me for different things. Uh, when it came down to TV and film, I started out in an agency here in Atlanta, and I started doing agency work, and that's how I started getting my days and stuff like that, doing commercials and things of that nature for the union. Um, so that's how I started to accumulate days for the union, and then I finally got in. But it took me 10 years to get in the union. It took me 10 years. And I finally got in the union, and um, I just haven't stopped since. But um, it's been a long, it's been a long, hard, blood, sweat, and tears journey because I was a mother, a young mother. Then I became a young wife. I had more children. And it was just a long journey. But um, as Tamika said, I wouldn't trade it for the world because um, if God would have opened those doors while the kids were still young, um, I would not probably, I would probably regret it because um, I didn't raise my children up. And I'm glad that I was able to raise my children the way that I needed to raise them. And then God opened those doors for me to go full force into the union. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm thankful for timing because and I tell everybody that, like, trust God's timing because sometimes, and there was times when I would, like, literally cry like a baby. Like, Lord, I don't understand why I'm not ahead like all these other people are going ahead of me. And it really made me discouraged, mad, angry, you know, and I would cry so bad all the time because I just did not understand why I was still not moving forward, you know. And right. um, finally, I now I understand. You know, you look back and you're like, okay, I understand now. So it's it's really um, a journey that you have to trust God with, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. This is this is great information that you all are sharing because. I think it's important for people to hear that, um, one, everybody's journey is going to be different. Um, the fact that you were able to raise your kids and not miss that time with them yes. trying to, to, you know, like you said, to get in the union, you said it took it took you 10 years. So just imagine 10 years um of your well, I know they were they may have been a little young still, you know, your youngest ones were maybe still a little young while you were trying to get in, but once you got mm-hmm. in and you know how the hours are and the time away from home. Yeah. Um right. I'm glad that you guys um were able to experience, you know, your kids being older um and you not have yes. to be there all the time cuz it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's really rough. Yeah, it's a it lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Now both of you, we, we met you um, on a TV show. Um, so mm-hmm. you both have your families. Um, you're working in film and television. But you also have these product lines. I want to know, one, what inspired your, your, you know, your, your product line, but also did you have any um, obstacles that maybe hindered um, you from doing your product line, and then also how do you balance the work between working 
on your line as well as working the many hours that you work in film and television? Um, well, um, well, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Elaine. You can go ahead. No, go ahead, girl. <laughs> well, I would say the it is a um, a really really difficult balance. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would like to add that the strike that we just uh, endured and made it through <laughs> was. <laughs> one of the things that made me um, really, like, think about my projects and what I have going on versus, you know, working in TV and film and giving all those hours and time to, you know, um, somebody else's vision and dream and not going full force on my vision and dream or not putting 120% into mine if I'm going to give 100% somewhere else. Um, it mm-hmm. really taught me that, hey, how we're sitting here now, like I should have, you know, did things a little bit differently when it comes to my business and the things that I wanted to do. It took me a, a lot longer to develop my product line and come out with it and test it because testing it was a really big thing for me. I wanted to make sure, you know, that I was able to test it out. And, of course, trial and error of testing the product is best when you, like repetition, you have to keep using it. You have to see how it's going to, you know, work on people. And it's hard to do that working on set. So that was a big thing for me, Um, not having as much time in the salon to try it out on on clients. Um, so that was one of the things that slowed me down a little bit in the process. Um, so having the strike, you know, um, I was still able to do it. You know, I was still able to test it the way I needed to. It just took me longer than it usually would um, mm-hmm. someone that was full-time in a salon, you know, um, in seeing, you know, a lot of customers a week. Um also, the the time frame um, with finding the right manufacturers and finding the right chemists and the the people that um, you're going to be able to work with that's going to bring your vision to life and and all the little things you know um, about the product that you want to bring out to the world. That was a that was a really big piece. It took me a long time and. I worked with several people before I was able to find um, someone that I really trust and that that was able to help me develop the line. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was one of my one of my biggest hurdles, um, and I was I just lost my thought. But um, between that and um, I mean, for me, it, I mean, it went all the way to, like, labeling and, you know, like, what are the labels going to look like? What is the logo going to look like? What is the name? I mean, it, it is a lot of detail to do it. And I was just explaining, like, when I was talking to the group that I did the photo shoot with today, I'm like, you know, this this is a passion pro- project for me. And for me, the biggest thing with, like, being a hairstylist and doing going down this road of developing a product line and I'm sure Arlene can um, vouch for the same thing. We have used 
thousands of great products. We have used products all of our lives, you know, and, you know, stuff like Dudley's and Designer Central and Paul Mitchell. I went to a Paul Mitchell school as well. You know, so all of these, you know, big companies, and they have a great product line. And for me, it was like my, I think it was my nerves a little bit too, because I'm like, I just, you know, I want to, I want this to be great. You know, I don't want to just put mm-hmm. anything out. Oh, like I use great things. I use great products by great companies. So I'm like, I, I had a bit, some big shoes to fill if I was going to put my name on it and put it out there. It has to be just as good as these other lines that I've been using all these years that, you know, have been around for decades, you know. So um, that was a, a big thing for me because I'm like, you know, what if people don't like it? Or, you know, all the all these things that you come up with that that is basically, you know, things that you have to get through with your own personal, mm-hmm. you know, thing. This was one of the hardest for me because I definitely um, – wanted to make sure that the product was really good and something that I would want to stand behind and be able to, you know, present to the world. So it it definitely took me over five years to get there, but it was definitely worth it. Nice. And Arlene? Yeah, so for me, um, I worked for um, a company called Sexy Hair. I don't know if you guys um, know know about this brand, but it's a it's a brand. It's a worldwide brand. Yeah, um, and I yeah, and I worked for them for for over eight years, um, selling their products. I was their global brand. I mean, I was their global brand ambassador, um, where I would go all the way across the world, you know, promoting their products and. Um, I also taught classes here um, as a regional educator um, in Atlanta, in um, Alabama, in Tennessee, all of the, you know, all of the areas, the area states around Atlanta I was teaching at. So mm-hmm. I was their ambassador. I was also a marketing manager for my mother's products, um, which is called the Rhea's Beauty Collection. She sells shea butter and lotions and things of that nature. She was like a skin um, she does skin products, and I put mm-hmm. her products in different stores here in Georgia um, just by going in and talking to the store managers and things of that nature. So I realized that, Arlene, if you're promoting all these other people's brands and you're doing all these <laughs> other people's, you know, companies and stuff like that, then you need to go ahead and branch out and do your own thing. So that was a thought right. inside my mind, but it was confirmed through my, my masseuse. She she's also my sister. She came over to the house one day and she did my her regular massage or whatever. And she said, Arlene, do you know that your name is like a million or a billion dollar name? Did you know that? I said, not really. She said, your name is a multi million dollar name. And so when she said that, it just stuck with me, and I couldn't shake it. I kept on thinking about what she was saying, and she was like, you need to really do something with your name. Like your name needs to be on products and different things. And I'm just like, okay. So I let it rest for a while until it just, you know how things will just annoy you and nag you and nag you until you finally mm-hmm. like be like, okay, I surrender to it. So there was one of those things where I had to just surrender to and at least try it. So what I did was I went ahead and started, you know, just practicing on different products and trying to um, find the right type of um, products that I wanted to sell to the public. Um, like Tamika said, getting the, 
getting the logo together, getting all of the things together with my product line. And then I finally launched it um, in 2022 um, in the spring, and it sold out in three days. And Mm. I got scared. I'm just going to let you know. I got scared out of my mind when it sold out in three days. I was like, oh, my God, it it scared me to death. And I was like, okay, so um, I just froze, basically. I I didn't do anything (laughs) else. I was like, I'm not doing anymore. I could, I didn't I didn't sell anymore after that or nothing. I was just like I'm, I I put sold out on all my products on, my, on the online. I said everything sold out, but it really wasn't. I just put sold out on everything because I was scared. I said this is this is too much. It, it began to mm-hmm. overwhelm me, and I was the only one, you know, packaging. I was the only one shipping. You know, my husband, he was trying to help me, but then he was working at the same time, so things were getting lax, you know. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, this is getting a little bit overwhelming for me because I was still going to work, working on set, trying to, you know, be there for 12, 15 hours or whatever, coming home, and then I got to ship products and and praying that somebody's home to ship it while I'm at work. So it was just a lot of stuff. So I had to just hold off, and so I waited for like a whole year. I let a whole year go by, and um, I finally – yeah, I stopped completely. I said, this is too much. It was overwhelming for me. And every time I would get a sale, I would get mad. Every time <laughs> I would get a sale, I would literally get mad. And um, I would get mad because I knew I had to ship it. And right. I, I didn't like shipping. That was the only thing about the process I didn't like was shipping it. Because I had to get in my car and go to the post office. And I didn't like that because every time I went to the post office, I would see the long line. And it was just so, it was too much for me. So, you know what shook me, though? What shook me back into back into formation was mm-hmm. the strike. That's what shook me mm-hmm. back into formation. And I'll never forget, it was as if my father, God, was talking to his daughter, the way that God talks to each and every one of us in different ways. It was like, God was like, I don't care if you don't like shipping. You better learn to like shipping. You better learn to like shipping. This is a multi-million dollar business. So you won't just let the multi-million dollar business just fall to the wayside because you don't like shipping? You better learn to like mm. shipping until you pay for somebody to ship it for you. That's that's how mm-hmm. I felt my spirit. It was like I felt in my spirit that my father was talking to me like that. <laughs> and I was like, wow. okay, Harley, you better get it together. You better get it together because you better learn to love whatever it is that you don't like because this is what's going to get you to the other side. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I had to do. And so I started back, and it's been going very well. Um, Back to, you know, everybody keeps, you know, back to asking me, Arlene, when are you going to have this product? When are you going to have that product back? You know, and stuff like that. So I'm starting to sell, and I'm I'm doing very well, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. So so now when you get a sale, you're happy. (laughs) Yes. Now when I get a sale, I'm happy. And even if I'm not happy, I'm going to fake it to I, I, I become happy again. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Listen, I can understand yep. that post office runs, so, um Oh, my God. You're right. It's just always long lines. And, you know, and you can, and I mean, when, when you're working, you can only do it when you have a day off. Um, but yes. like you were, like Tamika was saying, you know, the strike was a time when you could really just jump back into whatever it is that you were working mm-hmm. on. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I want to know, first of all, I want when you answer this next question, I would like you all to also shout out your um, your website where we can find the product. But I want you to talk about your product line. You know, what's it called? What you have to offer? And give us some details about um, your ingredients and um, the thing that what each product targets. Like, if for instance, if you have a product that uh, maybe targets dry, you know, like dry scalp, or if you have, you know, or if you have scalp products. So talk a little bit about what your products are, what they're for, and um, if you have particular ingredients that you um, <clears throat> that are found throughout all of the products. Make sure you tell us about that as well. Arlene, you want to you want to take. That? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, I, I mean, I can. Um, so my products are called Arlene Martin Hair. And basically, for short, um, I call it AM Hair because um, mainly what I sell is shampoo and conditioner. And you're mainly washing mm-hmm. your hair in the morning. So I call it AM Hair. Um, my products are made with some of the most natural ingredients when it comes down to shampoo and conditioner, which is basically... Um, coconut oil, water, distilled water, um, and olive oil, no kind of parabens, no kind of sulfate, um, and no kind of surfactants that are going to um, cause any type of irritants to the hair or anything like that, made with the most natural ingredients that you can um, have for a shampoo and conditioner. Um, and the reason why I wanted it to be um, mostly natural and 90% natural is because a lot of times when people need something, they just want something that is going to just clean their hair. They just need something that's clean and free of all of that, those parabens and sulfates and things of that nature that can harm their hair or cause irritations. And so I said I'm going to make the cleanest shampoo and conditioner that I possibly can and sell it on the market and um, I've had rave, rave reviews come back. And Arlene, thank you so much for making it, the product clean and as safe as you possibly can. And I tell a lot of people it's safe. It, it's so safe that you can use it on children. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that that I can attest to that. And I'm very proud to say that because you can use it on a little small child, you know, and and have their hair be clean and it not damage their hair or. Um, their scalp not be irritated from the shampoo or conditioner. So I'm really proud of that. So I have the shampoo and conditioner, and then I have um, a hair growth oil as well as a hair growth uh, cream on the market as well, which is also made with natural ingredients like um, coconut oil, um, shea butter creams, and different things like that, and oils as well. So um, those are the four things right now that I have um, on the market, and I'm trying to keep it as simple as I possibly can because I don't, like I said, I don't want to overwhelm myself with too many different products. But mm-hmm. right now we have the Grow Now cream. We have the Grow Now oil. That The oil will be coming back um, next month, which a lot of people are really um, um, get, um, trying to get and pre-ordering because um, last when we did the launch, they had the oil, and they really liked the oil. So I got to hurry up and get that back. But for right now, we do have the cream, the Grow Now cream, and we have the shampoo and conditioner. 
And my website no, is uh, www.arlenemartinhair.com. Okay. I thought I saw right. once before um, the uh, Edge Restorer. Are you still doing that? Yeah, we we are still we doing that, but it's not on the market right now. We're not um we're not doing that right now. But we I'm probably gonna bring it back in the frame, the edge restore. But right now we're just doing the grow now cream and um and the uh oil. The oil will be back next yeah. month. I'll probably do the edge restore. the edge restore didn't didn't sell much, um, when I when mm-hmm. I launched it. So I had to not do that one. So Whatever's selling the most is what I keep, and then whatever's not, I just go ahead and just get rid of it, and then to keep the things that people are really buying. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. And what about you, Tamika? My uh, product line is called Pure Moisture Hair, and our products are um, – are made with organic, natural, and plant-driven ingredients. Um, and that was very important to me, as uh, Arlene stated with her, her brand, too. Um, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that our shampoos were sulfate-free and, um, you know, the most natural ingredients possible to, to do the job that needed to be done. Um, right now, um, our our line has about 13 products, and we have um, a Pure Shine Spray. It's a a shine spray that is a dehumidifier too, so it gives your hair shine, and it also helps the hair not to swell when you're you know like when you have natural hair and if your hair is you know, pressed out and, you know, you go and go into outside and it gets a swelling. This product helps for that. And it's really good for natural hair to just give, it's a finishing spray to just give it a shine. And I also have a detox and purifying charcoal shampoo and conditioner. And the shampoo, that shampoo is um, a cleanser that's good for like, build up like when you take out like if you were taking out braids and you know how you get the little build up at the root of the braid or if you're taking out a sew-in or if you have locks and it's just the the product is building up in the hair um it's a good a good product for that and um the conditioner um helps to rebuild back what the the detox does for the hair so it helps the condition it replenish it and um, they they work really, you know, really well as a combo together, of course. And I also have the um, tea tree and peppermint hydrating shampoo and conditioner. And those two are really, really good for people that experience um, itchy scalp, dandruff. Um, it, it has a gentle, the shampoo has a gentle cleansing agent in it, but it's very high. Um, it has a very high content of hydration in it. It has mm-hmm. oils in shampoo as well. Um, so those two, um, and the conditioner is very hydrating as well. 
I like to use that one for like a treatment on the hair, like a hydrating treatment, especially for people who are having trouble with scalp issues. Um, and our third shampoo and conditioner is the Argon and Avocado Deep Moisturizing Shampoo and Conditioner, and it's just what it says. It's a deep moisturizer. It's really good for um, for hair types, all hair types, but especially for um, hair that needs some additional moisture. It's really good for that, and the, the conditioner works well under the hydrator um, or if you, you know, just put a cap on and you let it sit for a little while, it's, it's great for that. Um, our highest um, selling product, well, probably a close tie for the, for the top sellers, we have a AM to PM hydrating leave-in conditioner, and um, this one is, you know, just a leave-in spray, and it works really good. It's it's a heat protector as well, so if you're going to blow dry the hair or do any heat and styles, you know, this is a good um, leave-in to use after your shampoo and condition to use that, even if you're natural and not going to use heat, it, it helps to keep the moisture balance in the hair. So that's our, our top seller and then um, our anti-itch and growth oil it's called rosemary anti-itch and growth oil that's probably neck and neck with the leave-in conditioner for our top seller um, it works really really well um, to help um, scalp from itching like that's my number one feedback I get from it like people that have itchy scalps are like this stuff really works good you know to keep my scalp from itching and it also helps promote growth um, this one was something that took me a while to develop. Um, I had an, an issue where I had a hair came out from a sewing that I had or something. It was really tight. And I'm like, I need to find something that's really going to grow my hair back. And this product grew my edges back, had my hair really full and thick, and I'm like, I started making it um, for friends and family members and they're like and clients and they're like this stuff is really good so that one was one that I used a lot with my clients watching how their hair grew back and um, really taking a note on you know how to use it how often to use it all those things Um, and our third top seller is our um, our edge control the edge control is like none other it doesn't flake. It it has a great hold. It also has a um, a moisture element in it that is not going to cause the edges to dry out and be brittle. Um, and it's gentle enough on the hair, you know, to where it's it's not going to do any damage to it. But it still gives a really nice firm hold. It's very sleek. It's not it's not shiny. Um, I also like to use that product, you know, on set too, because sometimes with the edge controls that they have available in the store, you would want to use them to like get that smooth finish, but they're too oily and too greasy. And if you're, you know, working with camera, you don't want anything that's going to be too oily or greasy, you know, um, when you're filming. So they work perfect for that. Um, And my last product is I have a, um, mango curl and style custard, and this is basically a custard that defines your curls for natural natural hair. 
Um, it works really well with all, all textures and all hair types, and it gives um, enough hold, but not too much too much hold to where you you gonna have them crunchy curls. But it gives it enough hold to where it's it's gonna look you know like it's very moisturized, but still get it's not gonna once you do a wash and go, it's not gonna um, puff up and deflate when you leave out. It's gonna hold those curls in for you all day. And that is my line, and you could uh, find um, these products on puremoisture.hair, and the .hair is the, because people are like, where's the .com? It's not a .com, it's .hair, so it's www.puremoisture.hair. And also you could find, I'm sorry. No, I was asking, what was the name of the product that you said, um, you said you were, you some of your hair came out and you grew your hair back? The anti-itch and growth oil. Anti-itch and growth oil, gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, the anti-itch and growth oil. It definitely, it, I, I try to put that in everybody's hand because even if your hair is not broke out, broke off, it, it's going to promote growth, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it does help for breaking, um, you know, hair that has been experiencing you know, any shedding. I have a lot of women that um, buy the oil that are post, you know, having babies because a lot of women are losing hair from epidurals and um, that process of having having children, and their hair just starts coming out, you know. And this is one of the mm-hmm. products that I recommend them after, you know, they have their child and give them a regimen and how to use it to, to stop stop that shedding and that um, the hair loss after having a baby. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is there anything that um, we didn't talk about tonight that you all would like to share about your businesses or your brand or the work that you do? Um, I just wanted to mention for, for my hair, for my Grow Now um, cream, I had to I had to you know how as a businesswoman you look and see what is is you know growing as far as your success rate as far as your mm-hmm. sales and things of that nature and what is not so with the grow now I said I wanted to make a product that not only was for edges because the edge control it only for people who was buying the, who was was and was not buying the edge control they would say, okay, I, you know, I don't need it just for my edges. I need it for my hair, my entire hair. So when you have mm-hmm. a product that says edge control on it, or, or not edge control, I'm sorry, edge restore, which was my stuff, my, my product had edge restore on it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take that away because I don't want, you know, my products as far as like growth, the growth of your hair to just say edge restore or edge growth or something like that, I want it to be for the entire head. And so then mm-hmm. I began to, you know, make my make my products and my creams and my oils for the entire hair. And so it's, it's not just for your edges. And that's what I told, you know, tell people, it's not just for your edges, it's for your entire hair. Because that's when my customers are like, is it for your hair too? And it's like, hold on, let me go back to the drawing board with this thing. And I had to go back to the drawing board and make sure that I made a product that wasn't just for the to the growth of the edges, but the growth of the entire hair. 
So that's why gotcha. I had to change the name to that. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Tamika, anything you left out? Well, I to just even piggyback on uh, what Arlene was saying, because people are very literal when they, when you have a product and it says this or that. Like, I get so many people, like, they'll DM me and they'll message me from the site, is this product for men and women? I'm like, yes. Like, this product is for <laughs> children. You know, I'm like, you have to almost say for men and women because people would just tend to think that it's not, you know, it's not a product that could service women and men. And that is what prompted me too. I'm uh, in the process of um, coming out with a uh, pure, um, pure moisture male men collection, and I've mm-hmm. already um, um, the first product in that line is going to be a beard oil. Even though the anti-aging growth oil work on beards, you know, I have a lot of men that order it for beards, but a lot of them won't because they're like, it's not a beard oil. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just get y'all beard oil. Right. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things. Um, And not that, you know, the shampoo and the conditioner can't work for, you know, men and women. Sometimes men shy away from certain products if if it has a certain smell or if it's, you know, which I try not to be too fragrancy, you know, with my products. And, I mean, I went back to the drawing board on El Shampoos and Conditioner several times because I'm like, mm, too much of this, mm, too much citrus, mm, too perfumey, you know, like all of these things. But um, I wanted to give the men something just for them, you know. Um, so I'll be, you know, coming up with a, with the, a beard oil and um, also a um, shampoo and conditioner that, that will be designed just for the men it will have a little more masculine, you know, fragrance to it um, and a little bit different design on the bottle, but it'll, you know, just be their collection for just them, you know, so they can have their own thing too. But um, other than that, um, I think that, you know, um, everything was, was covered, everything was asked. I, um, I really appreciate being able to be on this platform with you and for you all inviting me and to be on here with the amazing um, stylist, uh, Arlene. I, I just met her of recent. Um, I've been following her for years and knowing about her work and how fabulous she is, you know, from social media. But we just had opportunity to work together for the first time on our last um, show, and it was nothing less than amazing like we mm-hmm. you know definitely with Kendrick spirits uh from the beginning we have a lot in common and just listening to her story we have a lot of things in common more than I knew mm-hmm. from working together and um it it's uh an honor to be able to you know be uh, on this interview with with someone that's um doing big things and great things and the fact that we can celebrate each other in, in our journey, even if our mm-hmm. journeys are the type of journeys and in the same type of path, there is no reason why we can't um, celebrate each other and lift each other up and support each other, you know, 
That's um, right. Arlena's bought products from me. I'm buying products from her. I can't wait to get my shampoo and conditioner, uh, which I'm going to be ordering. <laughs> you know, but just to be able to support each other and, you know, that would be one of the things that, that I would like to add is that, you know, we should continue to lift each other up and, you mm-hmm. know, help each other, learn from each other. You know, me and Arlene are planning on getting together and brainstorming about, you know, marketing our, our brand, you know, and, you know, like mm-hmm. two heads together on it is, is better than one. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's enough for everybody, you know, and it, yeah. it doesn't have sometimes the, the stigma on, you know, black women and in business and, you know, it's, it's all, it has to be cutthroat and, you know, crab in a barrel. And that's, that's not the narrative for everybody, you know, and it mm-hmm. is still, you know, amazing women that are willing to lift each other up like Arlene. And she, you know, did so. And, you know, like you and your sister meeting you all and, you know, you um, extending your platform to let us come and speak about our product is amazing, you know, and, um, I, I just would like to, you know, continue to sow those seeds out so the other people can know that, you know, this this is a better direction to go in, you know. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, Amen yes, to that. Amen to that. Amen. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you both for accepting the invitation. Again, I apologize for the technical issues at the very beginning. Trust me, this is not how it normally goes down. But um, mm-hmm. nonetheless, I'm glad that um, you, we were able to get you on. It's been an amazing conversation. I've enjoyed listening to you both talk about your journeys. Um, you know, I asked your department head, I said, is this their first time working together? Have they, you know, have they met before? And she said, it was your, you guys' first time working together. And I must kind of uh, piggyback a little bit on what Tamika was saying. I was just amazed at how well um, the two of you worked together. Um, It's so good to see. Um, You both got along very well. That was so good to see. And then the fact that, like you said, you know, we can lift each other up and, and get along and support each other. It's just very refreshing to see. And I just, you know, I just wanted to, to say that and to mention that. Um, again, I'm just happy that you both were able to get on. I'm going to be buying everybody's products. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, because, you know, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the, the fact that you guys are able to come on and, and share and talk about it with other people. I just want to, you know, wanted to be able to help you all in, in that way, in any way. Um, so again, Thank I'm so I'm, I'm thankful that you were able to come on. We don't care about no technical difficulties. You're here, and this this right. um, conversation will be able to be played back as many times as anybody wants to listen. So it lives here forever. Um, right. So I love that. I'll just put I'll just put this right. out there. You're going to hear a whole lot of music playing for a very long time in the beginning. <laughs> that was <a> long <laughs> But after that, we had a conversation. So um, <laughs> the music had to play until we could get you guys on. But, I'm, I'm, again, I'm just so thankful um, that you got on, and um, I'm very happy. So 
Again, I want you all to shout out one more time your websites as, you know, as we um, leave the show. And your social media. Um, my, my website is www.puremoisture.hair. And also my studio's website is www.parkstudios101.com. And um, we do photo shoots, um, podcasts, we have birthday parties and all kind of celebrations, whatever people want to rent it out for, um, we're available for, you know, for rental. And um, all the social media uh, platforms is Pure Moisture Hair and Park Studios 101. And my personal um, Instagram and Facebook is Tamika Latrice um, on Facebook and Instagram. All right. All right. Um, uh, my, um, I, I forgot what you needed. You needed the website, right? And what oh, else? Your website it? and your social media. And social media. Oh, okay, okay. My website is www.arlenemartinhair.com, and my social media is Arlene Martin Hair. You can also, um, and that's Instagram, Arlene Martin Hair's Instagram, and then you can also go to my business Instagram, which is amhair.co, and you can you can see the products and stuff um, on there. Um, on Instagram, and then you can follow me on Facebook at Arlene Martin. So, yeah. And I just want to thank you both, um, you know, and I just want to, you know, just uh, shout out what, you know, Tamika said. I want to shout it to the mountaintops, everything she said. Thank you so much for having both of us on the show. We love you. You know, I love you so much. Y'all have the most amazing spirit in the world really? and I just absolutely love you yeah. both. Um y'all are like um a cup full of sunshine. I mean oh, wow. <laughs> I just love being around y'all. Um and uh I just really love you guys. Um and I can't wait to have you all and you know Tamika and every in both of y'all on my show. Um and I just love you guys so much. Thank you. So we're looking you forward too. to that. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, both of you. Um, have a wonderful evening, and we will all get together really soon. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, thank you, guys. Good night. Thank all right. You. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Good night. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, it's been a really great show. Just want to say that you can follow us on social media. Um, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media on Instagram, beauty underscore talk um, on Twitter, X, and we are um, <laughs> Beauty Talk Online on Facebook. And you can follow my sister and I just by our names, Denise Tunnell, T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and Janice Tunnell, J-A-N-I-C-E, T-U-N-N-E-L-L. Again, thank you so very much. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.